ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Language warning. This podcast contains strong language. Hello, welcome to Silver Bullet. My name's Lewis Hobber. My name's Michael Hing. And if you've never joined us before, where have you been? No, it's only the first few episodes. It's absolutely fair enough. Uh, Welcome. This is a podcast where each week we get a friend, a celebrity, someone who we admire or despise to come on and tell us something that they have tried that they thought would fix their life. Then Hing and I try it as well. And at the end, we all review it and fingers crossed, It is the quick fix to make us all perfect. That's right, you're listening to Silver Bullet. This week we are joined by one of our oldest and dearest friends. It's Veronica Milsom. G'day, Ron. Oh, hey, yeah, happy to be here. Um, I think I have the same problem that you guys have, which is crippling anxiety. Correct? Of course. Oh, wow. So Assumptions. <laughs> uh, in fact, when Lewis, when Lewis called me and was like, hey, do you want to be on um, our podcast uh, where we're talking about mental health problems? I was like, oh, do I? Oh, yeah, I guess the anxiety. <laughs> Um, yeah, in fact, I, I did something about 15 years ago that solved nearly all of my problems. What? It's crazy because I, I obviously um, I have known you longer than almost anyone else mm. in my life. Like I've seen the anxiety happen, <laughs> but I don't think it's like as constant as it used to be. Mm. And I never knew how you did it. I um, About 15 years ago, I just started dating this guy who has now become my husband. Gross. Ooh la la. <laughs> and one time we were walking down Ackland Street in St Kilda, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'd walked down there many times before and I'd always seen this sign um, for a psychic. And I thought, should I go in? And then I thought, ah, $65. It was a lot of money back then in the olden days, 15 (laughs) years ago. And I thought, yeah, you know, I'm going to try it. Mostly, I think, because I had anxieties about my future, the future of my career, also about whether we were going to work out. And I needed answers on that. You Uh and Nick? You were looking at me when you said that. We worked out fine. (laughs) You're the only person in the room apart from Hing. (laughs) It was me and Nick, whether we would work out. Turns out also fine. Um, But so I went into this uh, psychic. So it's like a room where it's centred with like sandalwood incense and there's velvet, crushed velvet covering all of the furniture. I don't know what, she probably doubles as like an accountant and then she's like, quickly, there's someone coming in, throws the crushed velvet over. And then she was like, oh, do you want a tarot card reading? And I was like, are you kidding? That's like woo-woo witchcraft. I'm here for a straight up psychic reading. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm here for the scientific <laughs> ball. <laughs> and, um, and so she basically sat me down and told me everything that I wanted to hear. Really? It was like the opposite of a therapy session. She wasn't like, what do you think? She was like, here's what I think. Mm. And it's all the things you want to hear. Damn. Uh, essentially that I would live a long life. She looked at my palms, you know. Mm. I, it's, I'm sure it was made that up, but it made me feel good. For those hands. Oh, my God, enormous <laughs> hands. And she told me that I... She's like, oh, my goodness, it's a damn novel on this. <laughs> this woman's going to live forever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she said that I was about to have a huge moment in my career and that yeah. it was going to really lead to something special for me. And she said that I was going to get married and have kids, which is what I wanted to hear too. Oh. Um, and so who, like, who could say whether that special moment was like one of the things that happened was that I got on Sean McCullough's Mad as Hell or right. Ben Elton's Live from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Two equally successful productions. <laughs> um, and yeah, but it, it all kind of worked out and it made me feel good. And I walked away being like, yes. So to be clear, when you say this solved all your problems, mm-hmm. it's not that like she did some witchcraft on you mm. and 
and could accurately depict everything in your life, hmm. but it was more that like just having something to hold on to and work towards reassured you in the anxiety you're feeling over your future. Yes, exactly. It was kind of like, I guess, what people get from horoscopes. Are you? Mm. In, I feel like you talk a talk about horoscopes, Lewis. No, I did when I was single because <laughs> I needed to meet people. <laughs> but um, then I got a girlfriend and I was like, this is all bullshit and you're all idiots. <laughs> <laughs> but did you meet her on account of it? No, God, no. Okay. No, 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 no. Um, but when you're single, if you're a single straight man, yeah. you have to... And you just want to be able to get through, like, the step one of dating apps. Yeah, yeah. You have to be able to talk, like, with re... Not, like, with great detail, but it just saves time if you can go, I'm a Gemini, I was born around this time. It just gives a certain amount of people, like... It's horrible. Yeah, it's yeah. a nightmare. It's actually yeah. a nightmare. Mm-hmm. I've also to do it. No. No. Uh, but also, um, Gemini is the one that is, like... That one everyone hates. Yeah, the crazy one. So it it kind of gave me a bit of a bad boy image, I think, out there on the dating apps. (laughs) Then you disappointed people when they met you in real life. It's very polite. Well, Ron, obviously when we heard that you'd been to a psyche that was your silver bullet, Lewis and I had to go and try it. Mm. So we did that this week. And I'll tell you what, mine was quite a doozy of an experience. (gasps) I should say I... Um, I'm very sceptical of psychics and I was raised in a religious family and so all of that stuff, psychics, tarot, clairvoyance, it's always been very off limits to me because even though I've undone some of the programming from my upbringing, this is one thing that I've never felt the need to overcome because I'm always like, ah, oh, it's bullshit anyway, who cares, right? Mm. But also they're witches and what if they get exactly. in your Exactly. You know, that's, that's so I'm, I'm like, I'm like it's, it's safe to stay away. But when I heard that it had affected your life so well, I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. So I found one that was in a very touristy area of Sydney. I went to the rocks. Oh, to wow. Go to a I mean, that might be a fancy one, is it? That's a bit of a. Um, well, fancy I don't know. I'll tell you what, it was 70 bucks for half an hour. Ooh, so, okay. you know, as the cost of lettuce skyrockets, <laughs> the cost of psychics <laughs> has maintained itself over a decade. Jeez, isn't that interesting? Okay. <laughs> I arrived and they were like, oh, she's running late. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a red flag. Because mm. I think if you're a psychic yeah. and your whole thing is being able to read the future. Yeah. You know, keep to a schedule. Can she predict the traffic? Exactly. (laughs) I waited in a room similar to the one you described, jangly stuff, crushed velvet. (laughs) There were at least three cats. Um, Oh, wow. There was a man man who I think ran the store just perched on a chair quite strangely. And um, And his business partner was sort of pottering around. Neither of them were the actual psychic. I waited 15 minutes in there and got quite frustrated. Did you think one of them was the psychics? Like, were you sitting there going, oh, they're already reading me? Or They, I did become quite sceptical of that. Yeah. Mm. I thought. Like that they're looking at things that you'll do. And they're going to text the psychic and then let, that's what I thought. Yeah. And so I purposefully sat very still, (laughs) right, and didn't give off anything. Right, and then I went on my phone, and I was like, "What if they've got cameras above my shoulder and can see what I'm googling on my phone?" Oh. So I googled some really specific things hmm. to see if she'd bring them up in the reading. So I googled, I googled stuff about fertility and children because I think uh-huh. that's something people talk about. I googled something about um, the stock market oh. um, to see whether or not it was going to go up or down. Uh-huh. Just a few <laughs> things like that, just to see if if she. Oh, wow. Now it turned out I was being paranoid, and these were not things she brought up in, <laughs> <laughs> in the reading. Those weird old people perching were yeah. literally just doing that. They were just yeah. strange people. That yeah. is so much work. Like your the thing you're imagining. Yes, hidden cameras. 
This person is charging seventy dollars a half an yeah, hour. But they're they're going to be losing money just the, on the scouts. But the thing is, the the, 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 the system <laughs> might have been running. For 30 years, you know, it might be a well-oiled machine they've yeah. got going. I don't know. Yeah. You don't know how grifters work. Exactly. I, I finally get called upstairs into the psychic's chamber. and Because um, <laughs> it's a chamber, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, it's behind this big curtain. And I'm like, do I close the curtain? She goes, no, 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 leave it open. You're safe here. And uh, she had vaguely a, I would say, a European accent of some description. I, I couldn't quite place it. I sat down and she was like, I can tell immediately you are frustrated with your life. Oh. And I think that was a misreading of the situation because I was frustrated that she'd made me wait for 15 minutes. Mm. And that was the energy that was coming off me. So she obviously <laughs> got the right energy, but did like, completely misread the cause of the energy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this person is incredibly perceptive at reading my micro cues or emotional state or whatever. And then um, she said, what do you want to know? And I said... I'm starting a podcast with some friends. Mm. How will the podcast go? That was obviously the first thing in my, my mind. Yeah, sure. And she yeah, said don't to Don't ask anything about kids in the future <laughs> any of that nonsense. Well, Go well, straight for the big one, exactly. the pod. Exactly. <laughs> so she said to me, well, I can tell you're very unfulfilled in your current life. Oh. And I was like, wow, that's a bit of a slam on Lewis Hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she goes, your current work is not making you happy. This change will be good for you. Oh. I was like, she's doing all of this off the fact that I'm frustrated, which she's misread as being about my life, when in reality it's very specifically about the fact that she made me wait. Mm. But obviously I'm also conflict avoidant, so I refuse to, like, I didn't actually say to her, I'm angry because I had to wait 15 minutes. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But I guess it's a fair bet for her that people are probably coming to her in a frustrated state. You know, that would be 99% of the clientele that come to her. That's True. the reason that they do. So she said that this podcast is going to be huge. Really? She said it's going to be huge. She said we're going to employ a lot of people. Oh, that she goes, feels unlikely. She goes, the, the, she goes, this show you're working on, it's going to be big. Wow. It's going to involve a lot of people. You're going to have to work very hard, but it's going to be the best thing you ever do. And I was like, wow. oh, my goodness. She's never listened to a podcast yeah. before, has <laughs> no, she? She doesn't no. know how they work. You're like, it's ideally not very hard work and no one <laughs> works on it at all. She, and she, as she was doing this, she was flipping out cards and I kept asking her, what does that card mean? And then she wouldn't tell me. Oh. She So oh. I... I think I think the cards maybe we might have just been a prop. I don't know, but I was well, like, what does that one mean? It was a bad one. Well, well, that's what I. There was one that had a, a sword of, like a sword with a big heart on it, and I was like, what does that one mean? Hmm. And she was like, and then she just started talking about something else. Like she never actually told me any specific cards, and she kept pivoting. And I was like, I don't think you know what you're doing. Is there a chance that the actual psychic was sick? And she just oh, called up like a friend. Oh my gosh, she was a fill-in, a substitute psychic. <laughs> substitute psychic. Substitute psychic. <laughs> Didn't that work? I guess Write a name on the board. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kids, I'm wheeling in a TV. <laughs> and so then she asked me about my love life. And this is where it took a really weird turn. Because I said, oh, um, I've been with the same person for eight years, or maybe nine years. And, and then she stopped me and was like, no, you're bored. And I was like, oh, no, I don't think that's what's happening. And I was like, oh, no, we, we got engaged. We're going to get married. She's like, it's boring. You're very bored. You're unfulfilled. You're frustrated. She's trying to break you up. Well, yeah. I don't and does it, Is it nearly going to work? Like, did you go, hang on, actually, yeah, I am bored. No, I was like, oh. what the fuck? You're crazy. What are you talking about? <laughs> I love my girlfriend so much, you dumb idiot. What and also, like, if uh, anyone ever has the, the, the chance to meet Michael's fiance hum, yeah. the last word you would ever use to describe her is boring. Of course. <laughs> She's an ongoing tornado of chaos that <laughs> makes my life a, 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 sometimes, sure, quite difficult. But most of the time very interesting i would say she's definitely not boring but ron i think you're right i think people must come to psychics often with 
um, a, a kind of variety of pretty um, predictable problems. And they just kind of like go through their list of stuff or this person at least just went through a list of stuff just to see if I latched onto anything. But I feel like for me, it was a pretty unappealing experience. Yeah, it made you wow. more anxious, if anything. So yeah, I'm absolutely. So sorry. And and quite combative with this old woman, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, that you wouldn't ordinarily have been like in any other day. Oh, gosh. I feel like she had too much negative energy. Yeah. Yeah. She was in the wrong job. But also, like, you do walk around with a lot of anxious energy. You know what I mean? Like, she... Who knows? If she's a very empathetic, mm. spiritual hmm. person, you know, if she really does live off the vibes of other people, a Michael Hing vibe. But she did. Maybe she's never experienced someone like you before. Hey, potentially. I am a beautiful snowflake. <laughs> and she, she was able to experience me for the first time. But I, there was only one specific prediction she made. Oh. One specific one that I was able to fact check. Ooh. Right? When I mentioned to her that Hum and I were getting married, she pointed at a card. I can't even remember what was on it. Was like a, it was like a, an axe or something. And she goes, she pointed this card and she goes, your wedding will be a cold day. (laughs) And I was like, what? And she was like, very cold, very, very cold. So um, uh, we're getting married in August. Mm. So it's winter. I mean, obviously, she's done, she's done, she knows her seasons. (laughs) (laughs) But that could be something I can actually fact check because that was the only very specific prediction she gave. But that uh, cold does suggest death, doesn't it? Doesn't yeah. it? The yeah. way she said it was pretty ominous. Huh. Yeah. Uh, maybe she's quite frustrated. Uh, uh, but, Lewis, how was your psychic experience? Well, so obviously uh, I, I knew that you were going to what I would call your traditional psychic. Sure. Mm. So I thought I'd try something with a little uh, bit of a different flavour. Mm. I went to a guy who does Turkish coffee readings. Interesting. Oh, what yeah. is a Turkish coffee? Well, What's a Turkish coffee? You don't want to know about the psychic. You just want to know about the, the <laughs> beverage itself. Sorry, I'm, I'm uh, thirsty. <laughs> what can I say? You schmucks didn't offer me a drink. <laughs> uh, it's just, it, you never had a Turkish coffee? It's like regular coffee, but with it's thicker. It's very thick. Oh, delicious. Very, yeah, hmm. uh, kind of. Oh. It's actually not that delicious, but I don't want to get into it. It's nice after a big meal. I quite like it as a digestive. It's quite oh. muddy. It's like drinking coffee mud. Missing out. Okay. Um, and yeah. so they, they, what, there was leaves in it or something? So there's coffee grounds. Mm. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> it's not well, the tea. logistics of that. So he's a psychic as well. He reads faces. Um, so he go, you go in and he goes, let me look at your face. Did he make an assessment based on your face? So it was all. it's all together. He says he oh. pulls from everything all at once. Yeah. There's a bit of faces, a bit of coffee. So we sat down. I went to his apartment. So I went to his apartment in um, in Again, King's Cross. Very amateur vibe. Very amateur vibe. Yeah, but I I kind of I enjoyed that because I think I was like, you know what? Yeah, I want my psychic just to be someone who is. I think with your people, they're like, I'm at my job. You know what I mean? Right. I'm here at work. Mm. Come in and I'll toss you a reading. Right. Whereas with my guy, I was like, no, this is your whole way of life. Oh. Like, I'm here. I'm at your apartment. You're a psychic 24-7. In the classic sense of the word, he was an amateur doing it for the love of the kind psychic. Kind of. That's yeah, what I was. Okay. I was like, oh, you were forced into this. It was your calling. This isn't you doing a grift. Yeah. This is you. Okay. You were, and he told me all of the stories about how when he was young, like six and seven, he started to have these, like, feelings and he told his dad not to get involved in this business deal and his dad did it anyway and he lost all their money and I was like man and obviously you know you can't fact check this but I love this guy the other thing about my guy Dennis um first of all it's Turkish so it's D-E-N-I-Z so I was like Deniz and he's like uh it's Dennis (laughs) okay great but uh, I got in there and he 
looked incredible. Like he just he had a great voice. He had a he looked like a psychic. How of. old do you think this guy was? Well, here's the thing. I would have guessed thirty two. Okay. He said fifty. Whoa! So, so he had a good face. That's it. Huh? And straight away, you're like, there's something mystical about people who Bun don't talks, age. <laughs> I mean, it's not out of the question. Huh. But it didn't. He didn't look like he didn't look too smooth in the weird right. way. Okay. So yeah, when you say he looked like a classic psychic, what do you mean? Well, I guess I, I just I would mean... have said classic psychic would be old and haggard and uh, I've been alive for four hundred years. Yeah, you know? we're thinking witch though. I think yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean that is my brain. Yeah. <laughs> I think this was a guy who there he had a very ethereal presence. Uh huh. Mm, floaty. Um, floaty ah. and also. Ageless. Huh. Floaty okay. and ageless. Yeah. So okay. I was pretty into this. Yeah. He made us a coffee and uh, we sat down and I was, in my mind I imagined, I was like, if this is a scam, if I was running the scam of a psychic, I would keep it vague. That's what you do, right? You'd be like, oh, you're going to be happy. Like a horoscope, yeah. 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 And so straight out, like I'm going to play you some audio from, from Dennis. This was the very first thing he said to me, right? He hit a he hit one of those bowls like one of those little meditation bowls, mm. and I was like, he'll be super vague. Don't be afraid of any form of dementia in old age. You will never have it. Oh, Boom! Wow! Straight but, I mean, he said that you'll never have it. Yeah, I know. So that's don't what... be afraid of dementia because you won't get it. Yeah, is what he's saying. I know, and I was like, it's oh, to know. well, that's it. Honestly, that that was the very first thing he said, and I was like. And a bit like you, it. I suddenly realised that I was quite afraid of having dementia and I hadn't really thought about it. Can I? And you'll remember him saying that you won't get it. I mean, yeah. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. This, 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 this to me, I, I hate to be the one to point this out. Sure. But if, if he's wrong, you won't be able to understand that he was wrong. Hmm. No, but. Because um, you'll get dementia. Sure. And then who, who, you're, you're going to complain? You're not going to be able to. But I'll have flashes of lucidity. (laughs) And in those moments, I'll go, write a complaint. Dennis! (laughs) Because that's the thing that occurred to me too about you going to his apartment. Like, unless he's just moving from place to place, he's made himself very accountable. Mm. Like, you know where he lives. You know his name. Whereas my lady, who knows she's back there? She's just a substitute. Exactly. You go back in there and it's like a fishing shop and you're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I swear, last week this was a psychic. So did he make any other predictions? He was, he monologued at me for an hour and 15 minutes. What? Making Whoa. non-stop prediction. Boom prediction. Boom prediction. Damn. Boom prediction about everything. And you were pleased with everything? He was honestly, he's a pretty big fan of the life of this guy. Oh, I, my gosh. <laughs> that's great news for you. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. <laughs> I'm stoked for you. Yeah. Some of them were weird for sure. Like he, he did, went through a lot of work stuff. Um, relationship stuff. He said very nice things about my partner Alex. Yeah. He was like, "I see a blonde woman in your life," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's my oh. Oh, that's my girlfriend Alex." Okay, yeah, yeah. You think too vague? Yeah, too vague. But also, he's like, "Yeah, he pinned you down to be a blonde woman guy." <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? I feel pretty good about it because I feel like people who are normally blonde women guy don't look like this. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's true. I think I'm breaking the stereotype. Yeah, all right. Uh, Actually, but- that's what Hum said. When I, when, I, when I was telling her about the psychic, yeah. um, I said, oh, she thinks you work too much. She's like, she's just seen that you're Chinese and she thinks you've married another Chinese person and that's the problem. I'm like, oh, my goodness, it's racial profiling. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a couple of weird things he said. He predicted we'd have three kids. 
One girl, gosh. two boys. Interesting. Pray now, our, our other children on the on the, the <laughs> yeah. last thing we're thinking of is another child. Well, you got to plan early, you know. Mm. Um, and but then he oh he gosh. was. <laughs> you actually don't look like you've gotten over that. No, I haven't. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't want three kids. No. And the thing is, Alex. Once I told Alex, I think I could see her think a bit like. Yeah, three kids sounds nice. So I was like, oh, fuck <laughs> oh, you, this Dennis. This is the way you had the conversation. <laughs> yeah. And Alex is called Dennis. Like, <laughs> she's just been feeding him what she wants to hear. But he, he predicted that our sons would be circumcised. Oh. And he was like, I don't know why. It won't you be religious Jewish. reasons. Oh. That is wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to predict right? the dick status of your unborn sons <laughs> he was, uh, is a crazy thing to do. That is wildly inappropriate. Why? He's a psychic. <laughs> Just like, even if you have that thought, shut the fuck up. Don't say that. Don't like. No, but Dennis doesn't have a filter. Dennis has. Dennis said right from the start. He's like. He said, I have no filter. He actually said, I'm a bitch. <laughs> he said, I'm a. I can be a real bitch. And I was like, Fuck yeah, Dennis. I love you. That's that's that's. You... What, but this is what I mean. This is why I warmed to Dennis, and I really warmed to Dennis. I have to say this. I I like him. Like, whether or not it's true told, or not, he told, time will tell. And he told you everything, foreskins and all. Well, because <laughs> without giving too much away, I'm not circumcised. It's completely breaking tradition. Like, and he couldn't know that. I was wearing underwear for a change. <laughs> but he Crazy. he referenced dick, dicks a couple of times and he used the word dick, which was always... Because when he was talking about my, um, my mental health, he was going... You, he talked about, he was like, uh, when he said, I'm not going to get dementia, he's like, you're going to live a long life. He said, the only thing I see is some stomach problems. Um, he said, sometimes when you get uh, nervous before a presentation or something. And I was like, I 100% do that. Like when I get very bad anxiety, I just vomit, uh, which is very embarrassing. Interesting. Uh, but he was like, it will never go down to your dick. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> So Thanks, Dennis. Yeah, yeah. He, he is dick focused. Also, it doesn't take a psychic to know that you're not going to vomit out your dick. Like that's not how. <laughs> that's not. That's not what aren't. you call it. Or <laughs> but what, do you, what does that mean? Am I silly? Mean? Like, what did it is mean he that he wouldn't go down? To, it wouldn't go down to your dick. No he, impotence. Is that no what impotence. Oh, yeah. You like a flaccid fellow on account of anxiety. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Hmm. He just said whatever it was in my stomach wouldn't go down to my dick. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's so great news, I guess. Thanks, Dennis. I said to Alex, because Alex is a, you know, she's a doctor. Yeah. She's an obstetrician. She works in, you know, delivering babies. Yeah. I was like, here's a crazy thing Dennis said. He said we'd have two sons and that they'd be circumcised, but not for religious reasons, like maybe a health thing. I'm like, that doesn't happen, right? She's like, no, that can definitely happen. Like sometimes um, baby boys can be born and with like, and basically their foreskin's like too tight. Oh. And they have oh, to, yeah. you have to get a circumcision sure. for like health reasons. Mm. And I was, and she's like, no, it happens like not frequently, but not never. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> well, get ready. <laughs> the moment we have our son with a tight dick, she's going <laughs> to have a tight as hell dick. Well, I mean, now that he said it, I can see you with a girl and two boys. What do you, well, of course, ne- what, why? What do you mean? Well, I imagine it now. Now that he's yeah, I can see you with two little like surfy grommet boys. You as a dad on the beach. You know, see that he actually made a prediction about the last of the end of my life. He said in the in the last twenty years of your life, he said you'll move somewhere very boring, like Newcastle, 
or the Central Coast. He goes, somewhere terrible, but it will be heaven to you. <laughs> oh, wow. See, wasn't it funny that they both said things about being boring? I wonder yeah. if psychics mm. just think lay people are boring. And yeah. so that, like, makes its way into... Well, every, I mean, if you're a psychic and you can tell the future, everyone must be thrillingly yeah, boring they to you. Would, yeah. Yeah. Like everyone who does not have access to the astral plane <laughs> must be... Imagine being a psychic Very and having to simple. talk to, like, yeah. us at a party or something. Yeah. Like, shut up. I can talk to God. Like, yeah. mm. <laughs> well, I also asked him about the success of this podcast because oh. I felt like we had to know, right? Sure. Slightly different take, I'm afraid. Oh, Battle of the Psychics. Yeah, <laughs> so this is what Dennis had to say about uh, the podcast. I hope this work is going to be successful. Mm. Even if not, according to my cup for you, yeah. imagine it's a test and trial, which is okay but not great. Uh-huh. It's like one of those series, oh, they only shoot the first season, then it stops. Sure. But it was, it's memorable. Yeah. That's brutal. One season. One and done. done. I yeah. mean, maybe Hing gets an offshoot podcast from this and leaves you behind. I'm glad you brought that up. Someone's getting an offshoot podcast and it's not Hing. It is opening another door in the same institution. Uh-huh. One of the big heads is going to lo- like your the way you do your things, uh-huh. and the way you present and your ideas. Uh-huh. Another idea is going to take off, not this one. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Damn. Sorry, Hing. Sorry, everyone. Actually, speaking of mm. um, sort of seasons of things and if things will go on. Oh, yeah. I'd forgotten about my new job during my reading. Oh, yeah. So I got at the start of the year, I got a new job at the project, which mm. is a, a show on Channel 10. Brag. And I, well, no, it's relevant because I, well, hang on. It's, hold on to that. because no. it, <laughs> it might start off nice, but it goes downhill pretty quick. Because I said to her, we, we had like five minutes in the end. And she was like, is there anything else you want to ask me about? And I said, Oh, actually, yeah, I got a new job at the start of the year. I'm, how's that going to go? And she goes, I can see you doing it until the end of the year, but then it is unclear. I don't know what's happening <laughs> after that. And I was like, what do you mean? I've got a, I, I, I thought I had a multi-year contract. Didn't I? <laughs> and she's like, ah, this show, this new job, it, it might not be working. Anyway, so she's obviously reading the Daily Mail, so a couple of, <laughs> couple of things about the ratings of this project. Uh, oh, my gosh. You know- your marriage? Marriage, yeah. Um, yeah, obviously cold day, yep, the, end of the contract. The only thing the that she was positive about <laughs> was the podcast, okay? So Hold I'm going to tell you, if this doesn't work, <laughs> the rest of my life is <laughs> fucked, okay? <laughs> I, um, obviously, I, can, I cannot speak to the accuracy of Dennis. I don't know yet. Uh-huh. But I, I did leave a bit like you. I left being like, there was something about just going like, I'm not going to get dementia and I'm not, and I'm going to live a long life and I'm going to like be with my partner and I'm going to have kids and I'm going to keep working. There was something that like zoomed me out a bit from the just like constant internal little turmoil that I constantly live with hmm. that made me sort of go, oh, it gave me a little sigh of a breath where I got like, I reckon I got about 24 hours of relaxation that's, from Dennis. That's not nothing. But then, oh. <laughs> then it all, then the doubt started to creep in, and then I started to worry about if he'd been like implanting things, like if some of the things he'd said, I was like, well, what if that only happens because I've gone, 
or like he's trying to like I got do into like, like a future paradox a uh, neuro-linguistic programming or something. That's right. And he's trying to say some keywords to you. Yeah. And then like, you know, three years later, you're trying to chop Kill the president. Dick in, <laughs> oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're trying to moil, you DIY moil situation. Yeah. Can I be honest? Yeah. These doubts, I think that's mostly on you. I don't uh, think that's on Dennis. That's yeah. what I mean. I, I agree. Like, yeah. Dennis I is like, wonderful. We all agree that. Yeah. I feel point. like yeah. I feel like your pre-existing anxiety, yeah, that he managed to um, you know, alleviate for for a period, I think has has just sort of risen back up to normal. Yeah, and I yeah. think actually you might need to go and see Dennis <laughs> every day. <laughs> <laughs> So as we all reflect on our, um, I guess, journeys to the astral plane with various mm. psychics, Ron, for you, was the psychic a silver bullet? Uh, yeah, it was. Uh-huh. I'm cured. <laughs> Outsourced. Would you genuinely say, like, it helped? It has helped you long term? Um, like, I- obviously, not. we're not saying psychics are the same as a mental health professional, but for you specifically, do you think that helped? I think it really helped in me just having someone tell me everything was going to be okay. Yeah, oh, as a reassurance technique. Now, did you yeah. not have any friends or family who would do that? Or <laughs> Yeah, but they can't talk to the, the future. Yeah, and what I think having an outside voice telling you and also someone with a calming presence. She's coming in neutral mm. and says, right, I don't know you from a bar of soap. Yeah, I I'm think a things stranger. are going to be okay. Yeah, I'm a stranger. I'm looking at you. Some really good stuff's on the way for you. Okay, what Wink. about for you, Lewis? Honestly, I think I, the fact that he managed to shake my anxiety for, even for 24 hours mm. means that I have to give it, it might not be a silver bullet, but it's kind of like a bronze bullet. A bronze bullet? Mm. Like it's a temporary, it was a temporary solution. And if someone said, should I go to see Dennis? I would, I would, I mean, I wouldn't recommend it to everyone. I think you need to be able to take a psychic a little bit with a grain of salt. But for me... Hell yeah. I might go back. <laughs> For me, I would say tin. A tin bullet. <laughs> Bare, barely functioning. A soft, malleable metal. Useless in most armed situations. Tin bullet for me. But I will say that given how the three of us have rated the psychic, it does feel that our ratings reflect our attitudes going in. Mm. And maybe a psychic's the kind of thing where you get out of it what you put in, you know? I went in paranoid, frustrated, and I came out mm. paranoid and frustrated. Ron, you went in thinking it could solve your problems, and it did. And Lewis, you were kind of confused by the whole thing and remain. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to be friends with Dennis. <laughs> did Dennis predict that would happen? <laughs> no, he didn't. He said he doesn't. He actually made the point a few times saying that he doesn't really uh, leave the house much and he doesn't really like having friends too much. Huh. He said he's just a, an isolated homebody. He said, I think he, he mentioned that he would love to just be like a monk who lives on the hill alone and just think about the future. You're attracted to that, though. He's a rare Pokemon. <laughs> well, Veronica, thank you so much for coming in. I um, can't believe that I actually didn't know this about you. I actually feel... Um, there are some things you don't know about me, Lewis. The I don't know. Not, not many. No, not many. That's a, and that feels like a big one. That's a real core memory of yours. Yeah. Well, especially since like I, I was unsure about my relationship and then it ended up all working out. Yeah. Go <laughs> now. Huh? For now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can okay. I also just say yeah. um, you knew that there was a solution to anxiety. And you haven't bothered to mention it. No, the, you I was it like, I've known you since I was fourteen, and you're just mentioning it now. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying watching him suffer like this, decades after decades. It's really sick. Yeah, uh, sorry. Thank you so much for listening to Hobber and Hing's Silver Bullet. If you've enjoyed it, why not recommend it to a friend, you know? In fact, if you're with a friend right now, just grab their phone and go to the, their podcast app and then type in Hobber and Hing's Silver Bullet. I'll wait. 
And then uh, once you've done that, just hit that uh, follow button. In this, I don't want to get bogged down in this for too long, but in this situation, mm-hmm. you imagine that there are two friends together. Yeah. And one of them is listening to our podcast. Or, yeah, yeah, what, maybe they're driving. Maybe, maybe, here's what it is. is this, here's the situation. You're going on a long road trip. You're this is a silver bullet. And you've been telling them, oh, you'll in your headphones this. or no, no, on no, the phone? In, on, I mean, on the loud. car. It's a long road trip. Oh, okay. And the person who's driving is like, I do love this. I wish I could subscribe. I wish I could follow this podcast. I'd like to listen to them more. Well, then right now, pick okay. up their phone and hit that follow button. Who's driving? The person who likes the podcast but uh, has been able to follow. That's because they're two hands on the wheel, 10 and 2. Oh, sure, Safety sure, first. Sure. Okay, that's good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll, I will podcast. accept this hypothetical situation now because for a while there, it sounded like you thought the way mm. to have a friendship is to sit next to someone mm-hmm. and put in headphones and listen to podcasts. Oh, also we're on YouTube. <laughs> we are also <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> Have you ever stood in front of an overflowing wardrobe and thought, I've got nothing to wear? Well, that is exactly what the fashion industry wants you to think. The average Australian buys 56 pieces of clothing and chucks out 15 kilos of clothes every year. It feels like we're on a fast fashion treadmill that's kind of hard to get off. So how did we get here? I'm Veronica Milsom, host of Threads, the podcast that undresses the fast fashion industry. From the marketing tricks that are being used on us right now to the lies. Threads, it's everything fast fashion doesn't want you to know. Hear it right now in the ABC Listen app.